listeners that may or may not hear this, I'm going insane. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Texting Out Loud, the podcast by young people about everything for everyone. I'm Allie. I'm Diamond. And I'm Sean. So let's go, y'all. We're back. We are back, season two. Woo! Yay. We haven't taken a break. We are still on our normal recording schedule. But by the time you hear us, it will be many months later than from when we actually recorded this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The magic (laughs) of the magic of the internet. Right. That's kind of crazy. So what are we we talking about today? So what are we talking about today? <laughs> it's just grass talking. I don't really Oh, my bad. You can turn your camera back on. So my profile picture is grass right now. So all they can see is grass because I turn off my camera right now. Anyways. So the time that what are we talking about sorry, today? I just want I want to say one thing really quick. Okay. I'm so sorry. By the time they listen to this, we'll be like different people than we are from when we recorded it that's crazy theoretically yeah i'm gonna stick my hand through my (laughs) camera and smack you (laughs) that's crazy though like time really really does keep going man this is where anyways listeners that may or may not hear this i'm going insane (laughs) Um, Uh, i'll just open with that diamond Instead of the intro, <laughs> just down saying, I'm going insane. Contrary- we should do cold opens. Yes. <laughs> Season two, introduce cold opens. Yes. Yeah. I forgot we weren't doing those anymore. Anyways, uh, contrary to popular belief, um, I'm actually not the one that causes the most problems when starting recording. I feel like we talk all the time about how much problems Sean causes when we start recording. Yeah, but it's literally just the starting of the recording, though. <laughs> <laughs> I get us most off track. Sean prevents us from starting, like like getting the episode started. I think it's a little bit of me because I can't help but like laugh at like anything anyone does when we're like, doing the <laughs> intro. That's how it was in sixth period, sixth grade. <laughs> Moving on from that, so what are you talking about today, guys? That was the worst segue ever. <laughs> it was the stutter in the face afterwards that just like couldn't get me to speak. Sorry. Um. Anyways, this is actually a pretty good segue. Us like being awful at having this conversation because this episode is partially about the way humans interact with each other in social settings. I I love. Okay, don't get me wrong. I love y'all and our friend group but sometimes y'all really take me to the edge that's that's all I have to say so um for the listeners that don't know this um I am in fact the the mom friend um and my children can't seem to give me a break and I think that also has something to do with how human interactions work because you know how like in every friendship dynamic there's always like the mom friend and there's like the little boy and then there's, there's always an enabler too right 
the one who like okay there's the one who starts the fire and the one who like adds gas like the flame um and i think it's so weird though because not weird but like cool how like that's like a reoccurring thing that just happens within friend like people fit into like roles within like friend groups and stuff right and there's like always like five like about five established roles that every friend group has I'll try to like figure out what they are what are they it's like mom friend and then there's the enabler the enabler the one who starts the thing um the one who's just kind of there right and then there's also like the glue the glue yeah something I saw the other day actually was like one that was like starts problems by accident starts problems on purpose like fixes the problem on accident fixes the problem mm-hmm. on purpose like a two axis yeah. spectrum right um i think i fit in the complete neutral sometimes because i don't know if i fix problems or start them Shauna <laughs> starts problems on accident <laughs> Agree. Shauna's definitely starts problems on accident. <laughs> I eat the entire time it takes us to do the intro. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't mean it, but, like... It just, it just happens. Yeah. What about me? I don't know. I feel like you're a neutral as well. If anything, you're in the by-accident spectrum. Not that Not you don't ever cause problems. <laughs> but... <laughs> That sounds so accusational. I'm just saying. Like not to say you don't cause problems, but. If you want me to give examples. Oh, <laughs> please, okay. please do. Okay, so we could talk about just before we started doing the intro, when you were talking about like the eyebrows and the cheekbones <laughs> and all of that. Remember how you were talking about how your sister have a mini joke with Unalak's cheekbones or something like that? That was you starting to problem too. So, it's because I get distracted so easily. We all do. We all do. I feel like I feel sometimes I feel like Doug from Up. You know, not Doug. Hello, I love you because squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel sometimes. I think I'm the one who like starts the issue. At least in the podcast, I start the issue because like I get I, my brain just like picks out things for no reason. And then Allie is the one who keeps the conversation going whenever in I'm that direction on right. that tangent. Right. And then like it just dies down somehow. And then Sean's always the one like, let's circle back. And then we don't circle back. <laughs> <laughs> we just sit there in silence instead of doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. But yeah. Human interactions are weird. Mm-hmm. The worst thing in the world is, like, knowing you're in a place where there's, like, a script you're supposed to follow, but not knowing what that script is. What do you, do you mean? Know what I mean? So, like, at a like, cashier or something? Like, a social, yeah, kind of like that. Like, like, but, like, you know that one. But, like, the worst feeling is, like, feeling, like, out of place. And, like, you know there are things you're, like, supposed to say and do. Like, a social script you're supposed to follow. But because you've like never done that before, never been there before, you don't know what it is. So you're just kind of standing yeah. there. Oh, so that was people- me making my first purchase. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, this is the first thing that comes to mind is like interacting with adults. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like the, like the, hi, how are you? Or like, it's been so long since I saw you. You were so little. Like, what are you supposed to say in that situation? Or it's like always, the, it always turns in like, yeah, it's been like so long. And then that's like the only thing you talk about is how long it's been since you've seen each other. Right. And then like the conversation dies and then like you just split ways somehow. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. What I love about social interaction is how much I'm not good at it. <laughs> Same here. It's just, it eludes me. It eludes me so much on like the right things to say. Because I'm so good at having conversations over text because I can think about what to say next for like extended periods of time, for like a minute. But like if I try to do that in like a normal conversation, it'll just like stop. Because, like, I'm the one stopping the conversation because I literally can't think of anything in the moment to say. I can't relate, unfortunately. Uh, That was, like, I'm too good at being a conversationalist. I'm the only one in the friend group that, like, I know that, like, can start and keep conversations going in real life. Diamond will go up to people she doesn't know and talk to them. And I want to know how to do it because... That's not entirely true. I tend to stay away from people that I don't know. But if it comes to the situation where I am presented with people I don't know. You know how to handle it. And that's, that's like the thing that's like, because like, people I don't know will be like, sitting, like sitting near me. Or it's like in a situation where like, no one knows each other. So you're expected to like, start conversations and make friends. But I just, like, what do I talk about? Like. I mean. I usually just start out with an introduction. (laughs) It's like a, hi guys. Where are you guys from? My name's blah, blah, blah. And then, like, it's awkward at first, but then, like, people, like, find interests or, like, a common thing. And, like, it just works from there. But also, I hate when human interactions, like one human interaction that happens a lot, at least with our generation, is like people don't give good enough answers when presented like a question. So like, for example, sometimes I'll be like trying to find a common interest, right? And one of my, like one of my interests that I seem to share with a lot of people is that I really liked music, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I'll ask people or like do you listen to music or like what kind of music do you listen to and then they give me like a one word answer I'm like thanks I can work with this can't work with this mm-hmm. well I guess part of that might be nervousness and like awkwardness because they don't want to like seem weird for you know right there's some people like out of pocket not out of pocket <laughs> like <laughs> different they have different tastes and so they share that different taste then you know it might be like mm. Or they might just not be into that, into music like that, which is also right. a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the one hard thing. Cause like sometimes- The hard thing is just getting something in common. Mm-hmm. But once you find that thing like Avatar or like music, I guess. I have never you met know. someone who doesn't like Avatar. There's two mm-hmm. kinds of people in the world. There's people who like Avatar The Last Airbender and people who haven't watched it. Mm-hmm bad for people who haven't watched it watch it this is your calling it's good good. the worst thing is like i'm never the one that wants to start the conversation because i'm bad at thinking of what to say in a conversation 
And so when I'm sitting in an awkward silence with like someone next to me, I'm always hoping like, please be the one to start the conversation. <laughs> but I know they're probably the one thinking like, I really hope the person next to me starts the conversation. So you're like stuck in this loop of like, oh, who's going to start it? And I'm always like, I should probably be the one to start it if I want there to be a conversation. But then I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. It's so funny though. I'm not doing that right it's so funny because i'll be like talking to kids right because i work at a place that you know entertains kids and i'll have like a set of questions that i ask them Mm -hmm. and i hope that we get to our destinations before those questions run out because otherwise (laughs) there's gonna be silence dead silence and it's 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 scary it's scary because i'll just be walking and try to walk a little bit fast as we get to the destination before I they answer my last question. Looking after talkative kids is rough because you know they don't shut up. But right. looking after quiet kids is kind of worse because there's not, no worse feeling than sitting in an awkward silence with a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. Like, because you feel like you should be the one to like, take responsibility of the interaction. But right. it's like, what do I say to this four-year-old that's answering in, like, one-word responses? I don't really interact with children, so. (laughs) I, over Fourth of July weekend, um, I was at my grandma's house, and my um, aunt and uncle were there. They have a, they have two very young children. They're, like, two and three years old, and I like, I like interacting them with them. They're really sweet little children. But the worst thing is like when you can tell they really like want or need something, but you can't understand their like baby babble. Mm-hmm. So it's like they really just need this one thing. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> That's the one talent I realize that I that I have. I can like understand baby babble to a certain extent. And that's somehow gotten me places. The funniest thing is when like a baby will just be like, and the parent will be like, apple juice, got it. And it's like, (laughs) how how do you connect those dots? Well, I guess I feel like that's the same thing as like with a pet or like a dog or a cat. Like if you if you nurture them and you pick up on their patterns, you know. Yeah, like you just start like picking up certain behaviors and stuff. But it's a superpower. It's a superpower. It's a superpower. Being a parent in general, I feel like you gotta be superhuman for that. Remembering that your kid exists. (laughs) Like, I sometimes (laughs) have trouble keep taking care of my dog. I could not take care of a whole human. (laughs) Like, yeah. Going back to what Sean said, the forgetting your child exists, that brings me another human interaction where I'm being left on early pickup Wednesday in the office waiting for my parent to pick me up mm. and in the office mm. people are trying to talk to me I'm just like mm. can you tell that I'm distressed please stop yeah <laughs> it's always like it, the worst thing is like adults who are like trying to like calmly start like conversation with you like so huh are your parents picking you up soon and they're like yeah and I hope like, so like <laughs> so how was your day at school and I'm like we do not need to do this right now <laughs> this really does not need to happen right content now we're just sitting here yeah right, I will interact say- weird why why 
It's hard. Human interaction is hard. It's weird. It is yeah. very strange. And it's also getting much harder, you know, because... Especially with the internet, like... Right. Because right. that just adds a whole new level to it. Because there are certain, like, rules. There's a script that you're supposed to follow sometimes. There are specific rules. Like, if you don't know them, you can accidentally offend someone while just, like, saying something. It's I, insane. It's, like, a lot harder, but also a lot easier at the same time. Yeah. I feel like it's a lot easier certain to find aspects. people, but it's a lot harder to speak. To communicate, yeah. Right. But, yeah. I think that wraps up our major topic for today. Welcome back, y'all, for our segment. And today, we are going to be doing recommendations. Yay! Woo! Everyone's favorite segment. Right. It's a recurring thing. And it's going to keep recurring. Right. So, anyways, so my recommendations for today is an anime um, called One Punch Man. And I recently started watching it, um, <laughs> like, a couple months ago, right? And I finished it, like, a month ago. And it is a good anime. I will stand by the fact that it's a it's a good anime. Um, basically, it's basically okay. I don't know how to. It's like a um a spoof. That's what you call it. A spoof on like shonen anime and how they do their stuff or whatever recurring themes in shonen anime. And so it makes fun of it. So it's like a, it's a comedy, and I really like the way it does it. Um, I feel like Diamond over here is wanting to choke me, but. Um, <laughs> I will stand by the fact it's a good anime. It's a funny anime. Lightly glaring at Sean. Um, I... um, it's not because of his recommendation. It's just because him. <laughs> <laughs> I love like I... shows that can like that know they aren't taking themselves seriously. Like it's aware that it's ridiculous. I yeah. love shows like that. It adds like a whole nother level of comedy, I think. One Punch mm-hmm. is good though, like from what I've heard at least. It's mm-hmm. not very long. It's only like one no, season. it's only like 12 episodes, so. Right, so I plan on watching it eventually, but I've heard One Punch is good actually. So. Um, I guess I'll go next then. Um, so my recommendation is actually a K-drama. Um, it is called Vincenzo on Netflix. It's a Netflix original and it's actually very good um it starts out very dramatic but it is a dramedy and it okay the first 45 minutes of the first episode is like oh my god this is so dramatic it's like giving very much mafia okay (laughs) but then like after the first 45 to an hour it's like hilarious (laughs) I, i like Last night, I literally was, like, sweating, trying not to scream laughing. (laughs) That's how much, yeah. Um, I really recommended it. Recommended it. I really recommend it. It's, um, I think it's really funny, and I like it. it, Although it is very lighthearted and funny, um, for the most part, at least, it does get kind of serious, um, because it does kind of, it's kind of, like, attacking corruption, at least, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of like comparing like conglomerates and corporations to mafias and how mafias operate in a way. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting, I think. It's like 
It's about an hour and a half, 20 times. <laughs> and there are like more, um, I think there's more seasons coming out. I'm not sure though. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Really enjoy it. Yeah. Shows where you like scream laughing at are the best because they're so hard to find. Mm-hmm. My recommendation is a comic. Diamond has read this. Me and Diamond both love it. It's called Heartstopper. It's by Alice Oseman. And I've pulled up... <laughs> Diamond hits her dishes. I have pulled up uh, the official summary of it. So let me read it to you right now. Charlie, a highly strung, openly gay overthinker, and Nick, a cheerful, soft-hearted rugby player, meet at a British all-boys grammar school. Friendship blooms quickly, but could there be something more? Despite the really cheesy description that is apparently the official description of the comic, this comic is actually, like, really good. Like, it has some of the best, like, romance writing I have, like, read in a while. Also, like, spoilers, but, like, you know, (laughs) everyone saw it coming, so. It's, I think I binged not like bin I guess um I like binge read about 130 of yeah episodes in like one day in one sitting literally uh the first time I found this comic it was at um 1215 pages I read all of it in one day because it was just that good i mean it is also a comic so it's easier to get through yeah it is a comic so it's it's not like i'm reading a thousand page book in like eight hours but it really was just amazing it really it handles really well like fun topics like you know love romance friendship and like super light topics like you know going through school and it handles like really it handles tough topics like mental illness and eating disorders with a lot of grace as well. Uh, quick warning for that too. Like there is a lot of discussion of bullying, mental illness um, later in the comic. And often um, if you're reading it online, which is free to read online, um, the warnings will be like with the chapters as they, like as you come upon them. There's also physical copies of the books. I have all of them except the fourth one, which isn't available in the US yet tragic um but I have the first three copies of the books and I go back and reread them all the time because I don't think I will ever get tired of this story it is just so good and on top of that being like the best thing I've ever read it's also getting a Netflix series in coming out soon they just wrapped filming like a week a few weeks ago and I I'm so excited because the cast is literally, it literally looks like they walked off the page. I love the cast so much. It looks so promising. Um, the creator of the comic was directly, like directly involved in the making of the show. So I have very high hopes for it. I think it's going to be very good. And I hope that convinces you to read this. It's free to read on Webtoon, Tapas and Tumblr. And there are also physical copies available uh mostly wherever books are sold you can also get the fourth one online from sites like book depository and there you go that's my recommendation so all of our recommendations are 
uh, <laughs> Sean's was One Punch. Mine was Vincenzo and Ali's was Heartstopper. And coming back from our segment, today's minor topic is what makes a good teammate? And I feel like this ties back into our major topic, which was human interactions. And part of being a good teammate is like understanding those human interactions and knowing what to do when like, I guess you come across a certain human in- interaction. Um, being a good teammate, like one of the major components, at least from what I've experienced is like being able to communicate really well. Mm-hmm. And like interacting with people is really difficult sometimes, at least for our age group. Um, and mm-hmm. last year. <laughs> Especially with like okay. online stuff. Yeah. There's so much, like there's so many parts to being a good teammate, but also teamwork is kind of hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Like, oh my goodness. Like, because I mean, everyone's sorry. ideas are slightly different. Right. But it's those slight differences that make, like, such a big deal. Right. Not being on the same page is, like, really difficult. Um, And especially with being, like, um, like, start, quote, gifted kids, end quote. Um, There's that whole, like, idea of, like, perfection and stuff. So, like, everyone... I personally prefer working with people because that's what works best for me. Like, um... I hate to say this, but like my undiagnosed ADHD that I think that I have, um, I need like people to work better. Like I mm-hmm. work better with people. Um, I don't even have to like talk to them. They just have to like be there, which was like a body, a body doubling thing for me. But I have so many people I know that can't do that. And that's also a thing where like, you know, just like getting distracted, I guess. But um also with the gifted kid thing where you can't seem it's hard for like us to trust other people to like get the job Mm -hmm. done because you know exactly how you want it done and you want it done a certain way but you don't know if the other person will be able to do that so like yeah what that that comes back to like the whole trust thing with being a Mm -hmm. teammate and stuff yeah yeah like always like when you're doing like a group project or you have to work in a team the hardest thing is always like talking about it and like trying to get on the same page yeah my wrist just cracks so loudly oh i mean i i don't play sports at least anymore um like i don't do any like team sports so i wouldn't really know i guess i mean i do in a sense because i do like group stuff a lot with like chorus and you know school but I think it's different with sports really because in sports you really have to be able to like trust and communicate and like put in the work because you know yeah um but I feel like there's that whole universal thing with being a good teammate there's a there's a lot of components but I think the main one is really like that goes back to the human interactions and like being able to deal with those human interactions and like understanding and I guess carrying them out like with with grace I guess that's another big thing um compromise I was about to say that like being willing to compromise when you because like 
everyone has these like I- different ideas of how things should go like if you're playing a sport like what your next move should be if you're doing like a project like what it should be about what this slide looks like and like it's really hard because everyone thinks they have the most correct opinion about what should happen right mm-hmm. but you know everyone thinks they have that correct opinion so really you have to see what the group like as a collective thinks you have to be willing to say like okay my idea wasn't the best option after all and that is really difficult sometimes especially when you're convinced like that you're doing the best thing but yeah I guess that's the thing with like okay like leadership is a big thing not in just like okay as a teammate, you don't exactly have to be a leader, I guess, but every I feel like being a good teammate also has to have like some sort of sense of leadership, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like being able to like take the initiative to be a good teammate. Take initiative in order to inspire others to take initiative so it yeah. doesn't turn into like a leader and followers kind of thing. Right. I don't know, because the whole leader and followers thing Sometimes it's kind of nice because like as a kid, because I, I, okay, I'll be honest. There have been some moments where I'm like, if I could just like take, if I could like be put in charge so I can like, because I know exactly what's going to make, I've been put in groups where I know exactly what everyone needs and that can like, I can help this go a lot smoother, mm-hmm. but I don't want to feel like, you know, like a dictator yeah because like I've had so many people tell me that I'm being like a tyrant but I'm really just trying to help them Mm. and I think that's also another another part of being a good teammate where like understanding where like your leader is coming from at least Mm -hmm. like we're understanding where other people are coming from so I guess yeah I think standing your ground too and like being like my ideas matter is also part of it that's picking awesome. your battles is also very important. Picking your battles. Like when yeah. to fight, knowing when to just, you know, compromise and be like, okay, that doesn't sound too bad. We can go with that, you know? Right. Yeah. And reading the room is also really important. Mm. Knowing, like, you know, you what to say, to... when to say. Right. Like, like what the general talk. situation is. Yeah. It's like calling an audible, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's really hard for a lot of people, though, that I've noticed. Like, being able to like make a decision quickly in the moment is really being decisive. Yeah, yeah. being, de- being de- um, decisive instead of de- yeah. Another attribute that I find really, you know, good in a um, teammate is just being like the glue sometimes when, you know, everybody has their different opinions and they're not realizing that this is tearing the team apart. Just sometimes just being able to step back and be like, hey, guys, let me, you know, find something that works for all of us instead of just, you know, pushing apart and not making the best product of what you're supposed to be making, you know? Mm-hmm. So just being the glue and holding the team together sometimes helps a lot. To to other people is so important. Like knowing what to tell other people in that mm-hmm. situation. Because, like, no one wants to hurt anybody else's feelings, but they also want their ideas to be heard. So being able to communicate those is like being able to communicate your ideas is like 
very important. Because I've noticed that like a lot of teams, like whenever I'm being put in a team, I've noticed that a lot of people have trouble like expressing their ideas without making other people's feel without making other people feel bad or without like, how do I put it? Okay, I'm just gonna put it on an example. One time I was put in a team where this girl had wonderful ideas, right? And they like, they wouldn't speak up though. Mm -hmm. We were running out of ideas and we needed desperate help, but she was too scared to say anything until someone had like forced her. And I mm-hmm. I feel like that's really important to being a good teammate because they would have helped us get our projects along much faster and smoother if they had spoken up for themselves. And I don't blame them, but she definitely like, that's like a big part. You're like, that's holding the team back if that makes sense, but not because mm-hmm. like on, not on purpose, it's just like a thing that mm-hmm. I feel like everyone needs to work on like to be a teammate really when you're also like working with other people it always circles back to communication right which also reminds me of another point that like uh, making sure that everyone is being heard so a lot of the this a lot of the stuff that are good attributes in a leader can be good attributes in a teammate as well because there Mm -hmm. are some times where you might need to be the leader in the team in order for you to be a good teammate because that just helps the group function well you know, it helps communication. It helps the group, you know, know the direction that they're going. Because every team is going to have some sort of like leader. You know, it might change every once in a while, but every team is going to have some sort of center. And that center can help the team move forward and move this direction and help, you know, with communication and run every, make sure everything runs smoothly. So, you know, just making sure that everyone is being heard and, you know, so that you get the best out of each of your teammates. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of a little bit unrelated, but something that brings um, that comes up to mind is like whenever the person that's in charge, like usually like the adult in the situation, I guess that's like so like in a um, in a school project, the teacher. I hate it when teachers like give you a structured role. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, a lot of adults have always seen me as like a natural leader in a way and they always like assign me the leader role sometimes Mm -hmm. I don't want that role you know (laughs) or like I can tell someone else wants to lead every once in a while or something um but the teacher's expecting me to lead right but like I don't what am I supposed to do in that situation you know like that's one of the that's one of the things that I really like hate whenever like people give each other like structured roles like I feel like as a team to work like to really work is like to have to be able to like have fluidity and uh, flexibility between roles and like um and just actions I guess so like even people that aren't creative all the time still have creative ideas I feel like so whenever people are like um well do you have any ideas and they point to the the creative person but the creative person doesn't have any ideas because they probably would have spoken up by now right but there's also other people that have ideas but they're afraid that they're not good because you know they're not normally creative and I feel like putting people into those specific roles is really harmful yeah you know part of being a good teammate is knowing that like 
structured roles isn't always the best thing in the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you said always because I was thinking that structured roles can be a good thing to do as a teacher because it can help people hone their skills Mm -hmm. as a leader, as a follower, as a teammate, you know, doing this or doing this. But if you always have that specific person as a leader, that can become a problem because they're not learning any other skills and you know it can generally be a problem right like I know my strengths right but I also know other people could have those strengths as well so being able to give those people that like that opportunity to like venture out in their comfort zone but not too too out there you know Mm -hmm. this kind of brings sorry you're good Um, I think um, using like roles as a teaching tool would be good but if you have everyone constantly in the same role you're they're not learning anything so they're really not good for like teaching people how to work with others right and I think that's also like that's kind of what's um, happened with like the whole gifted kid thing if that like just think about it because the adults are like putting you in a category and they're not letting you go anywhere else because yeah. you're stuck in that gifted kid thing. And then as soon as you're put into a situation where that doesn't exist anymore, you're like, well, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, but this does also bring me back to uh, going, going back a little bit um, in chorus. Um, our teacher this year, at least has switches everyone around a lot like between um parts and stuff so sometimes sopranos will actually be an alto and an alto will be a soprano vice versa and they do this so that way we can expand our ranges a little bit more and um and like i don't know help us learn i guess for mm-hmm. i don't know what else it's to a really say. great analogy right like he knows that our strengths lie within our selected parts. Like I'm a soprano and I do really well in that section because that's where my voice is most comfortable. But I also do really well in the alto section and I and he can put me where he needs me um, because I have that flexibility since he's switched me around so much. And I think that's really important because like he acknowledges that we have these strengths, but he also acknowledges that this isn't too hard, but this is a good opportunity for them to expand a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Being a jack of all trades is nice, but also it's good to know where your skills lie. I mean, I Being guess- a good teammate, y'all. Yeah. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. that's it. Communication, learning to compromise, learning like not everyone needs to have a specific role fluidity and flexibility mm-hmm. fluid flexibility thank you um they're all really important thanks to being a good teammate i guess that's it for today's episode then we made it <laughs> finally we actually finished an episode in one sitting for once yeah. <laughs> oh us an episode that won't be released until like october but yeah <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode of our new season. When you hear this, we'll be Ooh. sophomores in high school. Ugh. Yeah. Crazy. So. Still summer right now. I feel like 10th grade is like one of the weirdest times to be like, a high schooler. 
what do you do in sophomore year? Right, like, I feel like it's just, like, freshman year part two, but, like, just a tiny bit harder. Mm-hmm. Freshman year pro, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Sophomore year. But it's not even pro. It's, like, light, though, because freshman, being a freshman is different than being a sophomore. And I feel like being a freshman is better than being a sophomore. I feel like being a sophomore is, like, purgatory. Yeah. Really, though. Okay, this is kind of, I can't tell if it's sophomore year, sophomore year lights or freshman oh, year so pro. Nice. Follow us on our boring Twitter and our mostly active Instagram. Um, You also have an email, textingoutloud at gmail.com. There you go. Uh, All of our social media and our email is on our website, textingoutloud.card.co. As always, card with two R's. Uh, Check out our website. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter. We don't have any other social media. Um, <laughs> um, it's a correction on the, um, the email. It's textingoutloudpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, so if you want to email us topics or, you know, suggestions or anything, really. at gmail.com. Yeah. But our website is just textingoutloud.card.co. Sign some petitions. Uh, follow us on social media. Send us ideas for topics. Drink water. We need it. Drink um, water. Drink water. Have a good day. We appreciate you. Bye. We'll see you Bye. soon.